Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Nation Network presents Coming In Hot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coming In Hot. I am Brent Wallace alongside Jason York. It is Monday. The Sens are uh, on a hot streak. They've won two in a row, Yorkie. Things are great. It's almost Christmas time. Yeah, it wasn't looking good for a while, but a nice finish for the Senators on that last road trip. A couple big wins, Wally. So uh, all is good in Senny's land again. So all you can do is win the games in front of you and and for Ottawa. uh, Very good finish. That Anaheim game they played, I thought, was one of the best games of the year in L.A. Um, What what a play in overtime. Sutzla up to Giroux and uh, just a a real exciting game and a nice finish to that road trip. Uh, we won't spend a lot of time on to today on the Sens as we have uh, one of our favorite guests on the show. But the show is always held together, and today it means more than ever because it will be on the rails slightly, I would think. Uh, this show brought to you, as always, by Renfrew Pro Tape. Go to RenfrewPro.com or go to uh, all the major retailers, uh, Pro Hockey Life, Canadian Tire, Sport Check, all those places. Renfrew Pro is the one with the green core they are the worldwide leaders in pro tape and the choice of all stanley cup champions which includes our next guest because he has his name on the cup uh andre Waugh, my friend former ottawa senator Woo! welcome to the show thank you very much good talking to you wally yorkie it's been a while well not not that long but anyway it's good to be here yeah it's funny andre and i have this thing Every time we don't talk all the time. That's the way hockey guys are. You, you see each other, but you kind of pick up where you were. And every time Andre and I talk to one another, we always speak in Marshall Johnston's voice. <laughs> so if he calls me, I'll answer the phone pretending I'm Marshall Johnston. Same thing. Uh, I called him back, and all of a sudden, Andre's speaking like Marshall Johnston. But uh, oh man, it's 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 uh, yeah. it's we'll get that impersonation later. But great to have you on the show, man. It's been a long time. Uh, things are good. I know you said the family is good. You're good. You're you're doing RDS. You're, yeah. You're doing. Are you still are you still doing your Jacques Martin imitations? Yeah. Oh my God. Every time I do a podcast or whatever interview, people always ask me about doing impersonation of Jacques or or whoever you know. So. Uh, well, I do it. I mean, it's again. I always, I always tell people my favorite coach was Jacques Martin, and I had Torts, who's tough. Jacques, uh, uh, Mike Keenan, Calgary, Michelle Terrian in Pittsburgh. I had Ed Olchek for briefly there uh, before he got fired, but Jacques was great. He gave me my chance, and when I do that, it's not to make fun or that. Just you know, because I've heard him so much, he was good with me. We had a lot of one-on-one conversations, so uh, that's how it just came up, you know. And uh, but I love Jacques again. He, he's been, he was so good to me, and I appreciate the, my time that I was with him. Well, you're you're going to be like One I remember. I remember. I remember Wally when when Eddie Murphy was doing Raw and Delirious, but he said after he started doing his stand-up, some of the people started coming looking for him. So like a Jacques. Like, what does Jacques do when he sees it? He's like, you got to stop doing that. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't see Jacques that much. I know he's, he's uh, like, I do RDS. He's on TVA Sport, the other station, kind of like uh, TSN and Rogers, you know. So, uh, but uh, I've crossed path with him uh, with my show that I do with RDS. We go on the road. We, 
We interview mostly French people, you know, French guys established because obviously it's in French. And I saw Jacques a couple years ago when he was with Pitt. And he was kind of funny, actually. Uh, during the show, it's kind of funny. I have a co-host and he goes, uh, Andre, you coach uh, Jacques, you've coached Andre, you know. I imagine he, it wasn't always uh, pretty or, uh, you know, was there moments or uh, how was he the coach? Like, how was he as a player to coach? So Jacques says, and I couldn't believe it, Jacques goes, he's like, well, uh, I got to say, if Andre uh, would have put as much uh, concentration on hockey that he did at the strip joint, he would have been a great hockey player. <laughs> hey, I couldn't believe coming out of Jacques' mouth. Like, I couldn't believe he said that. I was like, what? what the, where does that come from? What the hell? Everybody loves Pigal. It's no big deal. No, no, but uh, it's, uh, I was just surprised to hear Jacques say that. It was funny, though. <laughs> yeah, Jacques he had a sneaky sense of humor Wally he was people think he's this boring guy but he was pretty so, good little shots like that Andre did you do the Jacques Martin impression in front of Jacques Martin oh, no, no. no I've never uh, but it's nothing it's just uh, uh, from what I remember you know it's mostly uh, well Andre I think you know uh is an individual that uh, needs to uh, be under control, and uh, you know uh, he's very physical, and we need that down the road. But he needs to be under control to stay in the lineup, and uh, his condition is important too. And uh, I, th you know, it's just stuff like that from hearing him and that. I just start kind of having fun with it, but I've never done it. I don't know. I, I, I had like I said, I have respect for Jacques. It's not to make fun, just to have people laugh again that's what i'm all about it's so good it's so good um yeah. and you funny i'm gonna go right to it because you brought it up about tough coaches and you gave the list jacques martin john tortorella mike keenan mike terry and uh, you had a few others in the minors i also looked up as well but was there like what and i know you really like jacques was there any was that hard i guess who was the hardest on you i'm gonna guess it's torts yeah I did you not to, get yeah. along with everybody yeah, I mean, uh, and I know a coach's role is to push his players and, you know, have them, uh, you know, just make sure they, they give the best uh, night in, night out. But Torts, Torts is an emotional guy, you know, and I think me, myself also. So I think what happens a lot of time, our head clashed together, you know, and it created this fuel between me and him sometime. We had some good fuck you matchups, sorry my language, but... A couple times, you know, and he kind of liked that because he challenges you. He challenges guys and wants to see what you're all about. But sometimes I just felt that there was a lack of respect, uh, lack of respect on his part of for what I did. You know, it was it's a tough role. And I and I know sometimes I went maybe overboard. I, I've done some stuff, got suspended. And then he's trying to give me the little uh you're in a doghouse and that, you know, but uh, yeah, my pee pee whack, like we say. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, towards, towards was just, he was hard on me. It just, towards the end, it was good. We won together, but there's some moments, especially how I finished in Tampa. Some moments, you know, after with Riley Cote, it kind of went, you know, there was no more communication between us. He kind of scratched me, wouldn't talk to me. And, you know, I was treated kind of like a, a piece of crap, like say a Roger would say, ah, crap. But, uh, <laughs> so, okay. Then I want to ask I want to ask about a tweet. Uh, in 2011, you said, uh, the Sens are playing the Rangers in the playoffs. You said, good luck to the Sens. Basically my old team, Ottawa senators beating those cocky, arrogant New York Rangers. Yeah. I said it. Bon chance Sens. Uh, that's John Tortorella was coaching that team. So it was, was that directed at anybody in particular? Yeah, wow. That's way back, way back. I just retired. I was frustrated. I was pissed off. Um, I think, you know what? Yeah, a little bit of torts, but a little bit of who was playing there. I, I, was, I would watch that team and who was on that roster, but they were all so caught. I don't know if Sean Avery or uh, I'd have to look up the roster. But I, I watched some of their games and guys were all playing. I hate guys that played like the role, pretend they're all tough and 
you know, then they'd have somebody else come and, and kind of jump in. You know, I don't know. There was a couple guys that bugged me on that team there that I, I didn't like. And I, I wish I could dress and just run them like back in the days with the Leafs and Sen series there. I used to just uh, crush guys and love it. But uh, yeah. Let me think here. Brandon <laughs> Prust, Brandon Andre. Dubinsky. There uh, you go. Avery Dubinsky. Uh, Avery Dubinsky yeah. were bothering me actually. And on D, maybe there was some guy on D there. Oh, anyways. Uh, Brian uh, yeah. Boyle was there. Uh, Brian Boyle was there. Um, Derek Stepan. Uh, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, not. Okay, hang on. Ryan McDonough, Steve Emger. There is. Okay, I know yeah, you're talking about I'm trying to find the roster. But was I the think, purifier on that? What about that? What about, was the purifier on that team, Andre? Remember him? Oh, Dale Purrington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I actually played a little bit with him. And is that him, Purrington? You're talking about? Yeah, he played Dale, with him. Dale per yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit after Providence. Before I went to Ottawa, I got sent down in Charlotte, and he was uh, out of the juniors. And we were in Charlotte. I played twenty whatever games there because of the again in Providence with Tom McVie was another situation there. I had a little temper, but anyways, uh, Purrington was there. He was uh, he, quite the funny guy. He would jump anybody. He was tough, but just crazy kind of, you know, like just uh, he wouldn't care. He would just do all kinds of stuff. I was like, holy cow, he's one of the Hanson brothers. But he was, uh, <laughs> it's funny to watch anyways, but uh, maybe, but he didn't bug me that much. But I think like Wally said, I think more Dubinsky, Avery, maybe Boyle too a little bit, but uh, but again today I'm not trying to. They're they're playing their no, role like every team, you know. I'm not trying to. Who cares now? You know, maybe back then I just yeah, I don't to play and run guys. And, yeah, <laughs> and I hadn't seen that tweet until I I was trying to find some stuff on you that maybe stories haven't been told. Wow. And I found this one. I was like, I I don't remember that. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I got, I got, I got, I got lots of questions. Let's go to tail of the tape right now. Uh, it'll lead us more questions. Okay. That is tail of the tape brought to you by uh, our good friends at Renfrew Pro Tape. Uh, One hundred twenty-three. Oh that's the NHL fighting maters you had uh, preseason, regular season, postseason. Yeah. Uh, Eleven hundred and fifty-seven. Look, look at that salad, eh? What's wrong with me? It's, it's uh, pretty good. It's, I'm I think it's, I think it's the next day of Pigal. It's the next day of going to Pigal late. <laughs> and uh, Jacques told me, well, Andre, okay. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 1,157 career pins, uh, which was the seventh most between 99 and uh, 2009. Uh, four games with one goal and one assist, but never a Gordie Howe hat trick, uh, which was Ooh, the easiest. No. And finally, No. Uh, one assist wow. from Sidney Crosby, March 18th, 2006, which ended up being, by the way, a game-winning goal. Okay. Those. See, I recognize the, the important tape. moments. <laughs> <laughs> I think you had five game winners in your career, um, or five or seven, 35 career goals. Uh, do you remember that one assist from Sidney Crosby? Wow. Uh, no, actually, no. If I think back, <laughs> I remember one time coming out of the penalty box, Sid gave it to me. It was a two-on-0, two basically. And Sid gave it to me, and I tried to dig, do a move, and I missed. You know, I said, well, I should have just gave it to Sid and let him score, you know. But uh, went to the bench and felt shame. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> but, uh, I don't remember at all that moment, but I remember in the shower with Sid. No, just kidding. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me ask you, do you ever remember an assist from Daniel Alfredson? Not, no, not either. It's a trick no, question. It's, it's no, wait. he never, he clearly wait. never passed you the puck because <laughs> you did. You, I didn't play but, with him, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> but I did look up. On March 21st, 2000, Jason York scored a goal assisted by Colin Forbes and Andre Waugh. Yes. Forbes. Wow. Hey, Colin and Forbes and Chris Herberger. I think that was my two line mates that year. And then my first year, my first year was Kevin Deneen and Sean Van Allen. That's right. So, yeah. Oh, so. boy. Um, 
So I, Andre and I were roommates for what were we roommates for about a year? I had I had Reds for a long yeah. time, and then they put you and I, you and I together. And uh, I had <laughs> we talked about this. I had a few fights. I wasn't a fighter, but I had to fight Ken Danico one game. I don't know if you remember this game. We were in we were in New Jersey, and we didn't have a real tough team. You were we had you, and that was pretty well it. Yeah. You were on an island by yourself, and we were playing Jersey. And I think they had Danico, they had Lyle oh, Ryan, yeah. they had oh Oliwa, who was like nuts, and they had. That's my first fight. Well, we knew yeah. it was the was game. chasing me. That's the quickly. first fight of the game. I said, okay, I'll get it over. Really Andrew Watt, number 26, is in the position that Christophe was three years ago. He hit me there on the air. I think right here, and my ear was like kind of... And the veteran. The guy was, go. was probably gonna, another. Uh, yeah. He was like, maybe, maybe 40 fights more in the National Hockey League than Andrew Waugh. Wins that one fairly <laughs> clearly. Right? But this kid here is bad his way up. Anyways, he was chirping me. I saw fight. And then the second fight, I think it's a five on five kind of a brawl start in front of the penalty box. And I, I got, remember being surrounded. in the scrum there. You... Yeah. No, I think the 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 second one, Niedermeyer. I didn't know it was him. He was yanking on my jersey. Scott Niedermeyer, the legend, great defenseman. But I didn't know. I turned around, started throwing, and then I saw it was Niedermeyer. But we were already fighting, so I I think I kept punching him. I split him. He was bleeding on the uh, under the eye, or over the eye. Then the whole team wanted to chase me. Jacques put me back on the ice in the third period with four or five minutes left. That's when Oliwo came back. You know you want to and then uh, there was uh, Surrey. Surrey was out there. Randy McKay, Danico, and uh, Oderline, oh. I think. Yeah. Is that five? And it well, was Oderline was there so because many... I fought Oderline. Yeah. Yeah, well, they had so many tough guys. They were they were all fighting over who was going to fight you. They were fighting each other. I want him. I'm going to fight him. I'm going to get him. And you're like this. Oh, you're no. looking this way, that way. And then on the ice, I'm oh sitting there, and God. all of a sudden, Danico comes over to me. He's like, all right, let's go, kid. And I'm like, oh, great. And I grab on the Danico, and yeah. I see you surrounded by all those guys. But I remember Oliver used to come by our bench, and nobody could understand this guy because he was – I don't know what language he would speak, but you used to just give it to him with the voice all game, all game And that's the exact yeah, yeah. voice he would do, and it would drive me crazy. But uh, you're uh, right. It, it was he amazing. Was he, he was. He no, was but nuts. I was just going. I to... think it. Go ahead. Yorkie, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, at the time, at the time though, he was about two fifty, and uh, he, he was he, he, something was going on because he was ripped and he was nuts, and all he wanted to do was fight. And then that was after him, like you said, there was Randy McKay, there was Odeline, there was Danica. Yeah. The list went on. So. Um, yeah, not a fun team to play against, especially for a guy like you. No, exactly. You know, but I, I was always, I always tell people, like, I did the role. I fought pretty much everyone, but I, I never considered myself like a big heavy. And I would fight all those guys just because you want to stay in the league. You want to, kind of like Neeler did, you know, he was maybe 220, stocky kid, you know. But I was maybe in Ottawa my first year. I think I was 214, 215. And my last year in the NHL, I was 223, 224. So I kind of was in that range what my whole career. Guys are, were 250, 260, 245. I did the job all right. I would go and do, you know, whatever to hang in there. But you're right. To get back to Oliwa, he, he's, uh, he's Polish. I think he comes from Poland, so he's tough. His English was maybe a little worse than mine. Uh, but uh, it was hard to understand, so I would give it to him just on the way he speaks. Hey, boy, come and kill you. And after that big brawl, I remember two weeks later, when Ottawa and Jacques brought me in his office, he said, uh, well, Andre, uh, you know, uh, tonight, Jersey, uh, you know, they'll be uh, coming after you probably again. And uh, uh, repercussions from last game. Uh, it's like going to war, Andre, uh, with pistol, and they have bazookas and tanks. We're, we we don't we can't play that game with them. So I was like, yeah, okay. So just let him go, let him go. He's like, yeah, just play the game, let him. So in warm up, holy boy, you fucking dead! I kill you tonight and cut your head off. 
So I was like, all right, we'll go, we'll go, Oli, we'll go for a ship. And I remember he came right at me and I, I gave him the Barnaby. I pretend I wanted to go. He jumped me. I kept my gloves. Two minute power play. We scored. He didn't play a ship the rest of the game. He wanted to kill me even more after. <laughs> but Chuck liked it. We scored on the PP. So I was like, <laughs> That's uh, yeah. It was turn, then we became the turn the other. We're the turn the other cheek. Just don't do anything. Let them punch you. Go to the penalty box. And now oh, you're great. You ended up doing some stuff with Barnaby. I didn't you do some stand up shows with Barnaby? Yeah, yeah. Actually, because uh, I, I do these charity events, hockey games, and uh, a lot of time it's it's for good cause. Teams they 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 make up teams like uh, and they 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 raise money and they get to play. Uh, with a pro player, a former pl a pro player. So I, I started doing these. They kind of like my, my sense of humor, whatever, you know, the way I, I don't, I don't know how I am, especially with a couple drinks in me anyways. And one of the guys that was there had the idea of, uh, because they would bring us up, up front and share stories. They would call it a hot stove, kind of like you guys do. Anyway, so um, they, they, this guy said, you know, I want to do something with, with you and Barney where you share stories. We could do this at a comedy club, maybe at Yuck Yucks in Ottawa. I was like, hey, I'm all over. I'm all for it. Just get it, set it up and uh, let me know if it works. And then they, he did some calls, whatever. The guy at Yuck Yucks said, sure, yeah, it'll be fun. So we, we packed, uh, I guess there was a lot of people of Barnaby's family and friends because he's from there. But we packed it up, share stories and uh, had a couple drinks and it was fun. So we did a couple, me and Barnaby, and I did one with PJ Stock at one point too. And it was, uh, it was kind of fun. You know, it's sort of like comedy stand-up, but there's two of us sharing stories. So I kind of like that. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that New Jersey game, you had 26 minutes in penalties, just uh, so you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you talked about uh, – yeah, I'm pretty sure you fought Matt Barnaby at some point. Um, I, I can't remember now off the top of my head, but is it weird to talk to guys after if you've had some scraps with them in the past? Yeah, like some of these events I just talked about, I see a lot of former guys, and they're all good. They're all great guys. It's funny. to, to But Barney, I remember I asked him in Pitt when he was with Pittsburgh, and uh I don't know. He, uh, you know, you had to be careful with him. I didn't want to get sucked in, but I was like, Barney, we're going. Let's go. Okay. Then I was like, okay, we're going. He's like, no, I'm not going. We're going. No, we're not. Anyways, Barney, you had to be, but <laughs> just didn't happen. But uh, anyways, but I've seen like guys like Jim McKenzie, a uh, great guy, uh, John Scott, Colton Orr, who once was there. Uh, you know, you get to talk to these guys. Even PJ Stuck, I fought him twice, I think, and. We've done some stuff together. Most of the guys, once it's over, it's all good, you know. And there's always even like I, I you see me, uh, the, I come back on the Riley Cote, um, you know, I snapped on the bench, but it was all the environment, all the Philly fans yelling at me. Uh, the, the, you know, you you feel kind of uh, like you let down your teammates. You're embarrassed at yourself that you because it was one of the first time I got my bell rung. rang like that so he hit me on the sweet spot so i just buckled you know so after that second first fight i thought i had the edge but anyways um so it was when it uh, it happens anyway so i'd really cote now uh today let's say in an event and i would be like you i talked to him and it's over you know what do you want to do it happens every tough guy had their bell ring uh, at one point the uh, proby mcsorley brashear you name him we all you know domi it's, it's part of the game and, you know, what do you want to do? So guys are all good. Most of the guys are really gentlemen and they're great, you know, to talk to. So, uh, Did you ever want to fight Chris Neal? It was tough because when I got traded, uh, Nealer was there as a rookie. So we were together uh, in Ottawa. And, and I don't know, just that's tougher because guys you played with, I always found it a little uh, – you know, it's. Uh, I remember one time, you know, how Nealer plays physical too. He was running guys. He crushed one or two guys in Tampa. So I went on the ice. Torts put me out there. Nealer came in. I said, Nealer, we'll have to go because, you know, you're running guys. He's like, Nealer was kind of just smiling and he was like, ah, I can't fight you, Wazzy. I can't fight you. So it was kind of funny. I was like, okay, well, I understand, you know. So I just 
let me at least just push you and show that uh, he's like, okay, just do a, so I kind of cross-checked him, you know, and then he kind of smiled and then I pushed him again. Then we kept playing, you know, at least it shows that I kind of went and asked him to go, you know, but I'm sure Neiler would have fought me. He fought everybody. He was tough. I don't want to say that his head's going to get bigger, but uh, yeah, yeah, but he would probably would have fought me in that situation. But it's tough to fight guys you've played with. And Neiler and I, we kind of got good uh, along good too. But, you know, it's uh, if you have to, at one point, you have to do it. Well, what do you want to do? It's part of the game, right? It's it's too bad. It's too bad that Neiler came in when you were on the way out because he was the rookie. He wasn't really yeah. established. So I was listening to what you said earlier. You were When you were on Ottawa, you were by yourself. You fought all the big guys, but you didn't really have a lot of backup. Although Kevin Deneen, yeah. he was pretty tough for an old guy, wasn't he? Like Dino was, <laughs> Dino. He was sneaky. He was sneaky tough. And, lefty. Uh, he was lefty. great. But, a lefty. Yeah. And, uh, but if Neeler and yourself at the same time, oh. at the, and, and you just missed each other, and it's too bad, you guys, because you could have done yeah. That would have been a fun team to be a part of. I, I always said that, like, we had a lot of skill up front, and I think we our lack, uh, we were missing a little bit of toughness in Ottawa, and I, I don't think one guy is enough because every time we were there the years we played the Leafs, we finished first in, in, in the season in our division, but then when comes uh, playoff time, we lost first round the Leafs because they had Tucker, Domi, Corson, Wendell Clark, uh, McCabe could be nasty and feisty, we, we did the trade, though, of Yash for Big Z. You know, Z came in and they had Neeler. But I think if I, I would have played on a, on a line with Chris Neal, maybe Mike Fisher centering us, or uh, it would have been dangerous. We would have been physical and probably, like, I love to run guys Neeler, too. It would have been wow, you know. But, uh, you know, it's the decision they took, I, I guess. Maybe it was, again, well, Andre, too much Pigal and uh, – but no, I don't know. But uh, I wish I, I could have stayed there. <laughs> well, you told me when that. Uh, you told me when you did get traded. You said it was weird, right? Mar Marshall Johnston calls you up, and you said yeah. it was this real nice phone call. And you're no, like, well, it, "What's going on? Am I, am I, am I got traded?" You said yeah, it was weird. No, it? it was. Yeah, it was. It was. And I remember we just lost Mike Fisher to a knee injury. So I think at the center uh, position where we were. Uh, they, they wanted another centerman, I think, a good guy that could kill penalties and play good defensively. So And I was playing great. I remember Donnie Brennan, my buddy, because he wrote great articles all the time. Anyways, he, he liked that kind of part of the game. But anyway, there was some good articles. I was playing well and uh, just being, you know, uh, under control, contributing here and there, like Wally said, a goal and assist, no goal to all. Well, how did that not happen? I don't know. But anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> And and uh, I was at home, and all of a sudden the phone rang, and uh, hi Andre, it's uh, Marshall Johnson. So my heart kind of stopped because I was like, either you know, they like how I'm playing, and they want to give me an extension, <laughs> or there's something going on. Probably I don't know. Is it waivers, trade? I don't know. But the GM calls you. There, it's always a little nerve wracking. So I was like, yes. He's like, well, Andre, uh, I want to start. I'm going to say. Uh, we just traded you to Tampa Bay. Um, I want to start by saying I want to thank you for everything you did for the community, the organization. You've been great as franchise. Uh, we need a centerman, so we traded you to Tampa Bay. Uh, they're expecting you there. You could come to the ring, pick up your stuff. And uh, you, again, uh, you were great, but we had to do some some move for for the team going down the road. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, I don't know if it's similar, but it was something like that. I didn't say That's a word the whole time. <laughs> no, no. But the whole time I'm on the phone and my mouth's just like I have the, the jaw dropped. Like I'm like, I just got traded for real. Like in my mind, I didn't speak. I was like, okay, okay, thank you. And I hung up and then I I, I, I was just sitting in my couch and I was devastated. I didn't expect, I didn't see it coming at all. And then, uh, then the phone rang, and it was uh, Jay Feaster in Tampa. He's all pumped up. I'm like, yeah, I, I just yeah. It shook me a little bit, but yeah, I they they traded me for UI Elonen. 
great trade and uh no disrespect he was a good good fin player that but uh just you know i was upset i just thought you know they could have maybe <laughs> used a, a draft pick or something instead of uh, me going to well, but it in, turned out great. You know, fact, I, I made the Tampa won a cup instead of Ottawa. It turned out good. It turned out good for you. You got your cut. You got your name on the Stanley Cup. Um, yeah, and that's uh, at the end of the day. That's what you all play for, right? Exactly, exactly. Ottawa threw in a sixth round pick, which ended up being Paul Ranger for you. How you loaning? Wow. Hey, we lost Andre. Apparently, he didn't like that. Okay, I'm I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. Okay. I had an alarm there. No, it's Uh, all Yeah, so Paul Ranger Um, was uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, March 15th, by the way. Um, So interesting. Like, by the end, you said it worked out great for you. You ended up playing with Vincent LeCavalier and Brad Richards and Martin St. Louis. And you ended up, you just played with, uh, you played with Haas and you played with, Chara and Alfie, like all these guys are end up in the Hall of Fame. Of course, Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, who is your favorite player to play with of all time? Uh, there, there's some good play like Ottawa, obviously Haas, Yorkie. No, no, but Haas and uh, <laughs> Yorkie's like what? No, but Haas and Alfie were something to watch. They, they were, and Yorkie will agree. Uh, Yash, I played the year he came back to fulfill his contract. I know he was skilled, but Alfie, just in practice, uh, even playing keep away after practice, the the set of hands on him, the way he saw the game. Marion also, just the way how he progressed as a young player, unreal. Obviously in Tampa, uh, LeCavia Richards. I always like to say Marty St. Louis because his story is phenomenal. Never drafted, just came out of nowhere. A short guy, and in Tampa, he took off and just became what he. We all know his story now, and he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. But he was a guy that just compete night after night off the ice. He was very disciplined, uh, and and the way how he was short, and he would take a beating like he would get get a lot of cross check, face wash, punch in the head, but never complain. Like obviously, you know, there's situation he'd be a little sour of how the ref let it go but he, he would stand up and be right back in the middle of net and, and competing for his size the way he compete i always think of the movie rudy when i think of marty st louis just the way <laughs> his career uh, turned out was unreal but obviously you think of you talk about crosby he's something else too he was young but just the way how he's so serious and uh, uh, off the ice too, on the ice, and the way he prepares himself, how he shows up in great shape every year. Uh, just unreal talented, but uh, great to see. And, and Calgary, again, was another beast, one of those power forwards that I love watching. Uh, you know, they can take care of themselves and play the game also. So all these guys, but Marty St. Louis, I think, sticks out just for uh, everything he went through and to what he became after. And no visor. Do you think, think he would that? be head coach of Hold on One? Do you think he would be head coach? Wow, no way. Uh, well, well, not not as soon as this. Probably later on, because uh, no, you know what? I would think he would become a head coach because he's a he's a hockey nerd. Like I say, I like to say nerd because he watches hockey games. He studies. To, I remember one time he asked things weren't going too well for him. He went to see our video guy and he asked uh, him to, to to take out all the shifts of his games. He, we played the last two, three games, every shift he had. And he brought that home, looked at the way he played, what he didn't do right and wrong. Just he wanted to improve as a player. And I was like, man, nobody does that really. Like we watched video in the room that, but just you could see how he just wanted to improve, get out of a slump. So he's a guy that, watched a lot of hockey and when he signed in Montreal that surprised me big time if if he would ever become a coach or something I would think maybe assistant with the Rangers or go to Tampa or something then in Montreal head coach out of nowhere that surprised me I talked with him briefly obviously had the connection with uh Kent Hughes there but uh um, Marty like he said he said I've been watching a lot of hockey since I retired He's been in contact with a lot of people in, in hockey, too. He worked with the 
jackets with Tortorella also. So, um, you know, I'm not surprised to see him where he's at and, and the way he approached the game. And, you know, the young guy seems to like him so far. It's working well for Caulfield, Suzuki and those guys. So, uh, yeah, he's doing well anyways. Yeah, well, Andre, everyone's got their, their team. Like Wally said, their best players. But you must have an all-good guy team, too. I've got my I've got my all-good guy team, which is basically the guys you enjoyed playing with the most. The, the guys you say, you know what, that guy was fun <laughs> off the ice. That guy was a good teammate. Yeah. He, he, Wally named all the teams you played for. Who are a couple guys? Because we yeah. character. you're a funny guy. Who are a couple no, guys that you used to play with? They used to man exactly. that make me laugh for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, you need that on a team. Like, obviously, honestly, I always got along with everyone on a team. It's rare that a, there's a guy that I, I wouldn't get along. There's always a better connection with certain guys. I think in Ottawa, Red Z, you know, we got along Yorkie too. Uh, um, uh, if I go to Tampa, uh, Mark Bergevin was there for a, a little stint briefly. He was funny. Um, and John Graham, I like to hanging out that he was a backup goalie, me and Johnny, we, we like to, you know, just hang out, have a couple beers here and there once in a while, you know, he was fun. He's a good guy. Fun to have Colby Armstrong and Pitt was kind of a funny kid, you know, <laughs> skinny body, long face, you know, but good kid. Uh, so there was always a couple guys like that, that were kind of fun. Ryan Malone too. He didn't care. He just. I'm in the NHL. I love it. Let's party. <laughs> Let's do Jaeger bombs. He was that kind of, you know, but obviously when I talk about having a beer dad, there's a time when, when the game came, we were all serious and prepared. We wouldn't be like uh, idiots just partying nonstop. But when we had a day off or we would be on the road, something, and that we wouldn't play for two days, whatever, we'd go out, have a beer. And there's certain guys like that, that it'd be, be fun to be around, you know? So, yeah. You you, uh, you mentioned uh, Mark Bergeron. I don't know if you guys ever heard this story. The time when he was in Pittsburgh, I don't know if you were on that team, and it was a no. pregame skate, and Berge went out in just his long in just his underwear, and the Zamboni was doing laps, and he went behind the Zamboni and he pretended he was water skiing behind oh, the Zamboni. Yeah. He was going, he I was going back story. and forth. He was going back and forth on the way. Yeah, <laughs> he I did heard that the story. Thing. And the whole video and people in the stands were just dying. I know you've you've done a lot of funny shit in your career, man. You got something that tops that one as far as the the water skiing's pretty oh. good, but you've got you've got, yeah, I know yeah. we've, we've you've told you've told the one with the uh, the airplane. I know with the, with the <laughs> yeah, I up said your that ass, one a but lot. you had a um, you had a couple of good ones. Yeah, I, I just uh, remember. I just remember the one time you used to go in the bathroom and we'd be have lost a few games in a row and all of a sudden I'd go into the bathroom and you'd have the shaving cream out and you had a big beard and you had a hat on and you'd be pretending <laughs> you're Santa Claus and you'd run around the room with just the shaving cream on and the clothes on, chasing guys around. Oh yeah. You're just, you're a guy, you, just, you just you didn't really make it up, you just kinda did it spur of the moment like nothing was planned with you it was so and that's what that's what made this stuff great you just did it and, and the guys you just had a way to loosen the guys up when, when we needed it exactly i'm more of a guy that reacts on the moment you know like uh more than a jokester you know uh, this is just, some guys just know a bunch of jokes i kind of like look around and i want to do something just to have the guys laughing and that but i remember my first year commercial um, Haas, uh, we were flying commercial and we'd have to wait in airports and we're sitting, I don't know where, and Bonky and Haas were sitting with me and I started just uh, doing what people are thinking while they're walking with their luggage. Some people are running, some people, and I would just pretend what they're thinking and saying, but I'd say it out loud next to Haas and Bonky. They were crying at one point, you know, just uh, this girl would just walk with her head down. Oh my God, right now. Can't wait to get home. Wait till I talk to my husband. He's going to get it for trying to, you know, just stuff. Then the other guy, oh, my God, I'm sweating my bullets. I'm going to miss my pledge. I don't know. I was just making up stuff in the moment. Did we lose him again? Yeah, he'll be right back. <clears throat> I think he pressed that button again, Wally. 
Oh boy! I, I tell you, I, for 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 guys though doing stuff spur of the moment, and, and he just Andre had a knack for doing it. And you remember when Tampa brought him back for his second tour of duty? He yeah. was there, and then they brought him back. One of the big reasons they brought him back was because he's so good for your dressing room. Like you need guys well, like that, and he's 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 not. He's got great timing for doing it because you can't, like he said, you can't be a jokester all the time. You got to find a time and a place for doing it. But Andre had great timing to, to do something, whatever the, the mood may be. Hey, he's back. There he is. Sorry, guys. Well, I, yeah. cause I so put it, an alarm. I got to go get a, one of my daughters at school, anyways. But uh, <laughs> but I, I real quick, if we go to stories, uh, I said that now it looks boring, but you had to be there. But I remember in Calgary, let's say I'll share this one. Um, I remember they, they have the bobblehead nights. They always do a night for a certain player in Calgary. They had the Dion Phaneuf night where they give little cardboard faces with the elastic. You know, you put it on. So the first 5,000 fans or 10,000 fans would get a cardboard face of Dion Phaneuf. So I remember I, I was scratched. I come in the player's lounge room. There's a bunch on the table. So I said, I got to do something with this. So I was, I start cutting a hole in the, in the mouth there and you know i i put the the cardboard face right on around my waist there and i yeah i i i pulled on my uh yeah my thing so i taped it all around my waist and though so i was walking around it looked like the singer of kiss there with the tongue sticking out <laughs> gene simmons look like gene simmons so i got naked and i was waiting till the guys go on the ice so with three, four minutes, I ran in the locker room. The, the guys were there. I started doing jumping jacks with the cardboard face of Dion Phaneuf. And I had my my thing flapping like the tongue was going up and down. Todd Bertuzzi was crying. He was laying on the... Todd Bertuzzi is laying on the floor in the locker room crying like a baby. He's like dying, like he's hitting his knee like... And I'm like, let's go Flames! Just doing jumping jacks around the room there. Guys are howling anyways. Feneff is taping his stick. He kind of laughed, you know, but guys were dying. Some guys, even again, anyways, then I went back out because one of the assistants came in because he was like, what's going on in the room? He could hear guys laughing. <laughs> anyways, but I've done some stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's just a... Like kind of have moments to uh, have guys, have, you know. I just to... I haven't heard. That's the first time I've heard that one. That's pretty good. That's pretty <laughs> yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> I try to think of. Well, <laughs> yeah. you got anything else? Uh, well, so do you have to go? Uh, I could drive with you guys like this, you know, like just. Uh... No. <laughs> you, one last you, one's good. One you last can go. One's good. All right. Well, I, so the reason one. I, no, I wanted you to come on at this point was that the Sens were struggling and they weren't winning. And I wanted you to talk about the importance of guys like you in the locker room at that particular moment when the team seems like it's can't get out of a funk of what you, your role is at that moment to try and change yeah. the fortunes. Oh, no, I always tell people it's so important. You know, I know it's on the ice. You have all the skilled players and everybody has their role. But I think just to have a guy that's kind of uh, funny, a guy also that's going to maybe uh, – bring the guys together, like just to have a, a good dinner together or even like go, let's go out, have a beer and just talk together and have a good time, you know? And some coaches sometimes they were up for that. Like you guys go out, have a beer and, and you know, and just have a good time trying to change maybe the, the because in a season, it's a long season. You have videos, meeting and, and when you start losing, it kind of gets, it's, it's tough. The mood is bad. And, and that's where I think yeah. you need guys like that just to change that. Either in the bus and the plane, just do something funny or, or in the locker room, you know. I think it's important to have one or two guys that can, you know, pull stuff like that just to have guys <laughs> just have a good time. And uh, even on the ice <laughs> and practice, if you uh, just do drills at the end of practice and, and make it fun again, it's all about having fun. I know it. It's a job and that, but at the end of the day, we're still playing hockey. We're supposed to have fun doing it, and uh, there's serious time, but you definitely uh, need uh, guys like that just to make the season kind of, um, you know, when it goes, when when it's tougher, when you get into slumps and, and losing streaks like that, just to change the way the perception of everyone, the negativity also, you know, it gets long and 
and uh, it brings you down. So just have guys like that change all the mood, you know, it's definitely a plus, I think, in a hockey club. Right, Yorkie? Are you competitive? Are, are you competitive in beer league <laughs> hockey? Do you play? Beer hockey league? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I take it easy. I have fun now. It's I play in a league here. It's always the same guys. Obviously, we change the, the lines and that once in a while, but there's no idiots that trying to prove themselves because, oh, you're playing the NFL. You know, it's good, but I try, yeah, I try to score, but it's pretty, uh, we have Eric Desjardins, Jason, Tom, and Bill Dupuis, Pascal Dupuis, and myself. Jeez. And uh, it's not too bad. Then the rest, of there's former guys that played, but the pace is good, you know, but yeah. I try to still score goals and, you know, not like Neeler. Neeler, you know, tries to be Merrick Messier every night. But, uh, you know, I keep it fun and I'm in, I'm enjoying myself right now. No pressure, no, don't need to fight. And it's really fun, you know, now I'm having a blast. I love to play, by the way, if ah. the Sens ever play an outdoor game with alumni. Man, that's my dream. I would love to play an outdoor game at least once in my life before I... I can't even play anymore, anyways. But message sent. I will. I will tell them. To the daughter. Tell them. <laughs> Melnick. <Yes. laughs> All right. And I like. Uh, my, listen, I don't know if you're retire next to Neiler. Also, message yeah. sent. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Go get uh, your daughter. Well, I, don't, don't, uh, I don't want to make you late for school. Yeah. Yeah. Guys. Hey, Andre. Thanks, Matt. That right. was awesome. See you, pal. Uh, Thank what you. Time's, what time's pickup? What time's pickup? Four o'clock? Uh, when? Uh, four o'clock. What time are you picking your daughter up? Yeah. Oh, ten. You better get going. Four. Around four, but I'll I'll drive like a, like Duke of Azar. <laughs> and just, you know, just a railroad track and then... That's <laughs> all right. That's basically that's basically like this show, just going off the rails. All right, see you. Yeah. See you Andre. Oh. Take care. Hey guys, my pleasure. Care, Anytime, man. call me back. We'll do it again. Hey, from Pigal. All right, see you guys. Take care. <laughs> there goes Andre we, Wall, well, uh, one of our all-time I, favorites. Yeah, I think he set a record for Pigal references. I think he got at least six Pigal drop-ins there. We're gonna have to talk to him about maybe that, some sponsorship now. No. No, we don't. Uh, by the way, speaking of sponsors, this show is sponsored by BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc., helping you to shape the Ottawa Valley. Uh, if you're looking for landscape needs or aggregate, go to uh, BonisherExcavating.com. Give them a call, 613-432-1120. Bonisher uh, Excavating, uh, also looking to uh, hire, by the way. Uh, Bonisher Excavating, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. All right. Um, a fantastic individual and always just he's just funny and entertaining and so as i was yeah. saying at the very end like when when i asked him to come on <laughs> nice job Alex. when i, I asked him to come on visual. he uh he uh yes he uh the sends were struggling right and it didn't look like things were going well and i think it was like the yeah. second game into that four game trip there are times when you need guys like this or i and i'm gonna i'll ask you about it but like Neeler or Paul Bissonnette, even Ryan Whitney is one of those guys. There's like a few that you know, Colby Armstrong, that have that sense. Colin White is the last guy I can think of with Ottawa. Uh, like, can you, do you remember instances where you get those guys in the room and the, I guess the impact they can have uh, off the ice that it translates on it by just keeping guys loose? For sure, for sure. And he, Andre had great timing, like I said earlier, Wally. Because you can't be like that all the time, and he's a smart guy and uh, um, tons of energy. As as, as uh, anyone that just yeah. watched Andre go off, you just wind him up and he goes. But no, you it it's 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 like a fighter that has to pick the the, the right time to have that fight. It's the same with your room guys. Um, and the the best thing about the room guys, it's it's usually not your captain or your best player. It's usually a guy like Andre who just under, kind of understands people, knows when to do things, and he's such a funny guy. Like some of the stuff he used to do. Yes. Unfortunately, we can't can't talk about all of it. But uh, you know, yes. like, had fun off the had had fun off the ice. But I'll tell you one thing: he wasn't a guy that was out the night before games. So night before games, he wasn't out drinking or anything. It was business game, and then after the game, 
is the time to have some fun. And that was the great that was the great thing about a lot of those Ottawa teams. We had a lot of fun, but it's about picking your spots as a pro. It's not it's not party all the time and yeah, let's have a great time because otherwise you're gonna be you're not gonna be a very good pro. Uh, it's it's do things the right way. And that's one thing about Andre. He was a yep. really good pro and, and picking the spots at the right time and it's just knowing when to do it. Uh, and he had great timing, Wally. And man, and every single team, like I said, Tampa brought him back more so for keeping the room, yes. uh, keeping the temperature of the room, the right temperature of when to dial it up, when to bring it back, when to say something funny. Um, and 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 you know what's funny about guys like Andre? The best players on the team, like the Marty St. Louis, like the Crosby's, the Lemieux. Alfred sends they love having a guy like this because it takes a lot of pressure off the team of, of it's like you take a knife and you slice the tension at just the right time. And all of a sudden guys, Hey, we're playing hockey. This is fun. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. We might've lost a few games, but let's relax here and, and go out and play the way we can. And that's what, that's when something that an Andre Waugh uh, becomes that, that valuable to your team. Be interesting though, Yorkie, if in today's NHL, I'll just I should start the bite in the social media world, if he could get away yeah. with most of that stuff. And the reason I say that because back in early two thousands, um, this is gonna sound probably weird, but you guys only used to just get changed right in the room. You didn't used to go out back. Um, that kind of yeah. changed, and Andre would always be geared down all the time. Like he would walk around with a clown nose, which I don't know where he got, but he would be just, uh, he would just have a clown nose on. And so yeah. uh, there was a lot of that stuff that happened. I, and I don't know with today's cameras and phones, uh, how much you could get away with uh, as often. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, what one thing, the, the media part of what people see of the team, it's such a tiny, tiny snippet Andre was yes. great for playoff for playoff runs when we would a lot of times when I was with Ottawa they would uh, sequester us to a hotel so you're stuck in this hotel you're there to prepare for the series and everything Andre would get the guitar out start singing start making up songs and uh, would be great and for for times like that um, so it's 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 yeah it's, he loved his naked time and all that in the dressing room but. <laughs> It's uh, there's a lot more there's a lot more layers to the onion with uh, with a guy like Andre behind the scenes on the plane uh, times when it's just a team around and and uh, I tell you I, I remember a guy like Andre I only played with Andre for two years two years that's it but I could uh, tell you so many things and stories of of just and not even about hockey it's it's and I always say this about teammates former teammates. The best teammates are the ones that you know stories about of good times off the ice, of being a good guy, being yep. a good teammate, going out for dinners, um, and just those guys always, you know, they, they just have a special place in your little hockey history brain of an ex-player. So he's not, I have an all-good guy team, Wally. I've got my all-good guy team. Andre was the uh, starting left winger on my all-good guy team. So what is the all good? What is Jason York's all good guy team? Well, you're gonna put me on the spot here, right? Eh? So at, at left wing, Andre Waugh is, uh, and being a good guy, it's not just about being a being a, a nice guy and a good team. You got to bring something to the table. You got to be funny. You got to do something. You got to be a guy you want to go out for beers with. I got Wade Redden on the left uh, left side D, and uh, here's another guy, a surprising guy on my all good guy team. I only played with this guy for one season, one season. But every time now he comes to Ottawa, he's now an assistant coach with the Boston Bruins. He calls me, we go out for a beer. Um, only played with him for a year, but we had some, we had some laughs. He was a great guy. We were both defensemen. John Gruden, John Gruden, now the now the uh, assistant coach for the Boston Bruins at center. This guy holds the record for most times traded in the National Hockey League. I came up with him in the minors. I got oh, traded with him <laughs> once from uh, from Detroit to Anaheim, and then a cross pass later in Ottawa. Mike Sillinger, I believe, while he holds the uh, the record for uh, for most times traded, and then it, the next yeah. one's tough. Uh, uh, but one guy who I still keep in contact with. 
played with him in Nashville, played with him in Ottawa. You'll remember this guy, uh, the Swedish guy, Andreas Johansson. Johansson. There's a name from the past. I have his story, stick. Eh? Oh, so, how many sticks uh, do you have, by the way? Like six. But he was he was That's one it? of the first. So he that year, yeah, because I mean? didn't I just I didn't want to ask. But that year, uh, I think was my first year. I should double check. He had like twenty goals by November or early December. Go to the Christmas break, comes back. He scored scored one goal the rest of the season. I've never forgot that. Like he, he was, was so, on fire. He he, was, he also married he so Miss Sweden, up. by the way. Yeah, yeah, Susanna. Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. actually I went. I really, down to I, one of I really my, liked him. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. I went down to one of my greatest road trips of all time. I always tried to take one really cool trip in the summer when I was playing. And Andreas, because guys will say, I'm going to come visit in the summer. And guys never come, meet whatever you, you know, hockey guys are. They say they're going to do something and they don't do it. Hey, show me your surprise (laughs) face. (laughs) So AJ, we're playing at Nashville. He's like, you got to come down to Sweden. I have a golf tournament. I want you to come down for my golf tournament. And I'm like, I'll be there. So I get a flight, I fly down to Sweden, and we had invested in this uh, company at this time. It was called Oasmia, and they had this uh, this drink that was supposed to boost your immune system and uh, help you fight against cancer. So we both invested in this company. We go to the lab in Sweden, and we both take the drink. We drink it, and I don't know what was in that drink, but for the next five days, we barely slept. We went downtown Stockholm <laughs> up till five in the morning, went to his golf tournament, partied all night. And as people know, in the summertime in Sweden, it doesn't get dark till midnight. So you are, you're going all day, all night. Uh, but Andreas showed me around Sweden, stayed at his place. One of the best trips I've had in my life going to Sweden in the summer and, and, uh, and, and partying and doing his golf tournament. And this was a weird thing. Has anybody that's ever played in a celebrity golf tournament, one of those charity events, you go and all the carts are lined up, right? You go to your cart. So I get to his golf tournament. I'm like, where's the carts? He's like, carts? Nobody nobody takes a cart in Sweden. We all walk. So at this charity tournament, so I'm like, I'm not, like give me a caddy or something. So he goes, runs over, grabs the Swedish caddy. Go, Come caddy for Yorkie. So I'm the only guy with a caddy. At this tournament, wow. and, uh, but how weird is that? Like charity, there's always a golf club, but that's sweet for you. Then we went to the bar that night. Same thing. I get to the bar. It's midnight, and there's about 500 bikes parked in the bike rack at the bar. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, we we bike to the bar here in Sweden. And I'll never forget that. And we left at whatever time it was, three in the morning. Everyone's on their bikes and they're driving home from the bar out in the in the in downtown, uh, what's this wasn't Stockholm. Andre was in uh, not Gothenburg, but it was uh, I forget the city, but it was unbelievable. What what a beautiful country, especially in the summertime, Wally. But oh yeah, everyone walks there. It must be why they're so skinny. It's a beautiful city. I've been there three times. Loved every one of them. Um, awesome time. I can't wait. By the way, Yorkie, now that you're retired and you take these summer trips, we're where we're gonna go this summer because now I'm part of the team. So it'll be La- you and I yeah. somewhere. Well, you know where you know where I want to go next. I I, uh, I spent a year in Lugano, Switzerland, and I won a uh, I won a championship. We won the Swiss uh, Elite League Championship. And whenever you win something, this is what the guys, the Swiss guys, told me: whenever you win something and you come back, you're treated like a king. So all my buddies, they want to go on a golf trip to Lugano, Switzerland, which is I don't know if you're familiar with that area. It's that uh, Lake Como. Mountains, oh, it's it's unbelievable. Beautiful. One of the best experiences I've had in my life. But I, I, that's going to be next. We'll do a we'll do a live show from uh, from Lugano. We'll coming in hot live from Lugano. Yes, yes. I was supposed to do Lugano yep. uh, in the last year, so uh, twenty twenty. I think the World Championships they got canceled, but we were supposed to go to Lugano. Uh, and I, so I didn't oh. get to go, and I was excited for that one. But anyway, um, yeah. all right. So tomorrow, we're going to do a live show again, 3 p.m. We're going to talk about the Sens. Uh, currently now, the whole world's changed. They've won two in a row, so we can we can relax. Uh, we don't have a new head coach. We can settle down now, right? All this stuff. Uh, well, at least for another game. 
so we're going to talk about how the first 21 games went, what to expect, what were surprises, uh, disappointments, excitement, all that stuff. Coming up tomorrow, uh, Yorkie, so join us, won't you? Um, that's 3 p.m. Thanks again, as always, to Renfrew Pro Tape and to BEI. We'll see you next time.